Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your free copy of my first two books, Frugalpreneur and Authorpreneur, by going to thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today is a podcast editor and coach and the creator of Poddex. Welcome, Travis Brown. Hey, it's good to be here with you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to talking with I've, you. I've been looking forward to this too. We booked this a long time ago because you're so popular that I had to wait till September to get on your roster to be on the show. So thanks for having me. <laughs> I waited patiently. So can for the listeners who aren't familiar with you, can you give us a little bit of background on you and how you got started in podcasting? Absolutely. So I uh, am an audio engineer by trade. I used to be in a touring band and any band knows that the more things you can learn to do yourself, the less people you have to pay. So I learned how to record music so I could record my own band and we can make our own music and sell it. And after I kind of grew up and realized that I wasn't going to be the rock star I thought I was going to be, I got a big boy job, a nine to five. And I started listening to podcasts on my commute to work. And I loved it. I fell in love with it. I was just obsessed with podcasting. And I thought, you know, I know how to do audio pretty well. And a lot of these podcasts don't sound real great. Maybe I could start producing podcasts. So I reached out to somebody who's a coach. And I said, listen, do you want to start a podcast? I'll produce it for you. And we can. I sh- I'll show you how you can make money off this podcast. And he said, yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a little while. Let's do it. So started producing his podcast. Five years later, he's got half a million downloads and a six-figure, multi-six-figure business all from the podcast. And then from there, it just went word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. I've never advertised my services, just happy customers tell other people. And I work with over 50 people right now on their podcast. So doing that, I obviously learned very quickly that I couldn't work with everybody. You know, I, I talked to people who either A, didn't have the money to hire an editor, B, wanted to do themselves because they just had that hustle. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to make a course on how somebody can do this themselves. I'm going to teach them everything that I've learned over these five years, distill it into like a very brief course that they could take and do it on their own because I truly do want to help people. That's the whole goal of this. And so I built a course that nobody asked me to build. And I just thought as a gift to somebody who bought a premium course, I was going to make a deck of cards that had interesting interview questions on them, right? And I subscribed to this marketing theory of the lumpy envelope. So when somebody sends you something in the mail and it's like a lumpy envelope and you really don't know what's in it, it's the first thing you open. And if you're surprised by it, it's like, it's just a really nice thing to do. So I made these decks of cards for the course and I launched the course and I sold like two But everybody was like, what are those cards you keep showing? What are those cards you keep showing? And I was like, hmm, people want these cards? Interesting. So I decided to name it Poddex and I printed up a handful and I put an ad on Instagram and I sold out in five minutes. And then I was like, maybe that was a fluke. And I printed some more and I did the same thing and sold out. And so then I realized, oh, this is a real thing. People actually really want help transforming from like, I'm starting a podcast to like, becoming a really good interviewer or having more fun or getting engagement on social media, things like that. And here I am today running pod decks almost full time. So it just proves to you as an entrepreneur that sometimes the thing that you intend to do that you think people want isn't really the thing. You can have an accidental business that turns out to be way more popular and way more reachable uh, for people. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't realize that that's how you started it. So what would you say is your bigger business now, Poddex or your podcast production agency? Right now, they're basically neck and neck, but Poddex is, we're launching an app on International Podcast Day, which is September 30th. And I'm hoping that this puts us more in a global position right now. We're really just shipping in the US and you buy Poddex and you have to wait to get them. And I'm hoping that having it on your phone will be something that's more affordable more value, and we could reach more people. So I have no idea what's going to happen. What I'm doing is I'm testing and learning, right? As an entrepreneur, I test things and then I see what works or what doesn't work. And that's the only way to become successful. If you just never test anything or you're afraid to put yourself out there in any way, you'll never figure it out because 
most of the things that are big today were like, you know, I talked to an investor who said, yeah, I passed on Uber because I thought, who's going to want to ride in someone's car? And then, you know, look at it now, right? It's like one of the biggest investments someone could have made eight years ago. So it's all about just testing and learning. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I do love the editing part because I like making things better. Right. I like taking something and in a raw form and making it like a production, which is really fun. And I also really like making people money. Like I really like to go, you're making a ton of money now off of a very small investment in the podcast editing. And I just think it's a, a great way to level yourself up. Like there's a lot of podcasts and not a lot of people actually content edit or try to make them sound good. They're just doing it, which is great. You have to start somewhere. But I think in 2020, starting to get competitive. You really want to make a difference. If you really want to have a loyal fan base, you really have to put some effort into it. And some people who are authors or coaches or entrepreneurs, they don't have time. I compare podcast editing to I hire an accountant to do my taxes. Yes, I could do my taxes, but I pay a premium because somebody can do it better than I can. I think Poddex is actually how I found out about you. And I don't remember if it was an ad, you had some free plus shipping Thing yeah. On and I ordered it and it came really quick actually, like within a couple days it seemed like. Yeah, so I pride myself on a few things with Poddex. One, I tried to make the shipments to the post office as fast as possible. My wife actually makes fun of me because I'll be like sitting at the dinner table and I'll see an, an order come through and I'm packing the order and she's like, they can wait. I'm like, no, I want them to get this right away. And then secondarily, I spent a lot of time really thinking about how they were going to come in a package. I wanted it to be a presentation. There's some extra goodies in every package. And I wanted it to be this really fun thing in the mail instead of just like, I ordered, I ordered another deck company's product the other day and it came in this box and I was it wasn't very exciting, right? It was just like, this isn't an excitement. I want people to just be exploding with joy when they open these packages. So, yeah, I think it came with a sticker, which I have on my laptop, and then on the back of your phone. Yeah, the mobile phone wallet. Yeah. Ask me about my podcast. Yeah. So I just figured it would be something cool that, for people to have that opens up a conversation, right? My whole mm -hmm. thing is communication, opening up conversations. And if you've got this, ask me about my podcast mobile wallet on the back of your phone, everywhere you go, it's a great way for you to have people ask you instead of walking around trying to, you know, tell everybody that you have a podcast. And now you even have a hat and some shirts and whatnot. You're you're just like going all out with all the the yeah, merch. Yeah, well, you know, as an entrepreneur, I have this theory that if I make something that I love and want to wear, that there's a good chance other people will too. So I just started to make things that I wanted to wear, that I wanted to have. And I think that's probably true for any product or service or whatever. If you're an entrepreneur or even a podcaster, right? You make the thing that you want, you make the art you want to see in the world. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take some of the funds from Poddex and put it back into the company and I'm going to try to make some stuff that people are proud of. And there's a couple podcast merch things, but I didn't resonate with any of them. So I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to make some stuff. And if people buy it, cool. And if people don't, I've got shirts to wear for months. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We were talking before we hit record about, I was saying it would be funny if you created a, a mask for with podcaster on it. But you know, hopefully all this stuff will be over. In a yeah. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll make a small run of them and see if people want them. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, that would be another great way for people when you're checking out at the grocery store to be like, oh, so you're a podcaster, right? And you, mm -hmm. you start this conversation because I think people spend too much time promoting their podcast in the wrong way. I, I have this story I tell about, could you imagine? Well, here, let me back up a step. I get a lot of messages and I see a lot of social media posts that just say like, new episode out, subscribe, rate, and review. And they, they never tell you why you should listen to their show. They never tell you what you're going to get in it, which is the two main things that you need to do in every podcast. And so I have this joke that if I was walking down the street with you and I ran into a friend and I said, hey, this is my friend, Tom, would, you, would the first thing out of your mouth be like, new episode out now, subscribe, rate, and review? No, right? You'd you'd make small talk and then you'd figure out if that person liked podcasts and then you'd tell them what your podcast was about and then they'd figure out if you were for them, right? So I don't know. I think there's everybody's in a different place in learning, but I think that there's some really easy tweaks that you can make as a podcaster to really get attention and get the right audience instead of just trying to get everybody, right? You want to get the people that are going to stick around and last for you. I don't want everybody. I just want people who want to make great podcasts. I don't want NBA sports fans, unless they have an NBA sports podcast. So I'm very specific on who my audience is, which I think helps me grow faster because it weeds out all the people that you don't want. Or you have an email list, right? Mm -hmm. Do you get upset when people unsubscribe from your email list? I mean, I guess initially, but 
Yeah, the initial feeling of like, ah, uh, but yeah. it's actually like everyone looks at it like, ah, oh, I'm getting unsubscribers, which is actually like the greatest thing ever because th those people have disqualified them as themselves as people that aren't going to read your email anyway. So just because they're on your list doesn't mean it's any good. Like having 10,000 bot followers on Instagram is worthless. You know, having 97 people that are really engaged with you is actually amazing. So I'm always telling people, to stop worrying about things like that because I think it's very unhealthy. It's a toxic way to, you know, podcasting's lonely, right? And when you only get 50 downloads an episode, imagine walking into a room where 50 people are waiting for you every single week to talk. You'd actually probably be nervous. You'd be like, wow, there's a lot of people here, right? So I don't know. I'm a big proponent of like the journey is the destination rather than like the critical mass is the destination. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. What advice do you have as far as doing a great interview and asking the right questions? Uh, I'm kind of curious how you even came up with the questions for your pod decks. They're interesting. So I used to work at Apple and they have a sales process called Apple. It's an acronym that's approach, probe, present, listen, and end with a warm welcome. That's the sales strategy at Apple. Okay. So when I started working at Apple, I've quickly figured out that it's not very hard to sell Apple computers because people come in and they just want to buy it. You don't really have to like convince them. Mm. So I was killing it. I, my sales numbers were huge. I was just ripping through sales and my manager called me in the office and he's like, listen, dude, your numbers are great, but you're not spending enough time with the Apple. You're not probing enough. You're not having, they really want, Apple really wants you to A, have a good interaction and two, make sure you get on the right computer, which I was definitely doing. But I'm like, okay, so I'm going to slow it down. And so I made this list of questions in my phone and my notes because there'd be always this weird, awkward pause where they decided to buy the computer and then you ordered it and the guy from the back is going to bring it out. And so you have to like make small talk. So I just started opening that app and I would ask them these questions, right? Like whose email would you like to look through if nobody knew you would look through it, right? And people were like loving it. So they have something called a net promoter score where you get a survey after you buy an Apple product and they rate you. So after that, my net promoter score went up to 10, which is like, everyone was like, what are you doing? How are you doing this? Are you like bribing people? Like, you know, they were all mad at me. So I'm like, no, I'm just like having interactions. But then I started to get more and more people asking for me and my interactions got longer and longer and longer. So my sales went down. So eventually I got pulled into the office. They're like, listen, dude, you're not doing this right. You're out of here. We got to let you go. So I got let go from Apple. But I would keep those questions on my phone. And anytime I went to a dinner party or I went anywhere, people always would tell me like, dude, like you're just the life of the party. Everybody loves you. And I'm like, well, it's because all I do is ask people questions about themselves because people like to talk about themselves. And I'd pay attention and I'd learn something. And the next time I saw those people, I would ask about those same things or follow up, right? And people just, people like that. So when it came to time for pod decks, I referenced my, I called them friends questions and I curated some of my own and I found some other questions that I thought would basically incite an emotional response. So when I describe questions, it's like an iceberg, right? So there's there's the tip of the iceberg, there's where the iceberg meets the water, and then there's like way down the bottom of the iceberg. So the tip of the iceberg, small talk, like, how are you? How's the weather in Dallas? You know, stuff like that that nobody cares about and nobody should put in their podcast. Two, there's like the icebreaker where the ice breaks through the water, which is starting to get a little more like knowing somebody or like loosening somebody up. But then there's the deep talk questions at the bottom, right? And th those are like what elicits an emotional response from somebody. So I could use the example of like an author. If I was interviewing an author, I would say, you know, you decided to write this book. That's amazing. Congratulations. What was the time when you felt like you were going to quit? Or did you ever stop and just say, I can't do this, right? Where other people may say like, hey, congratulations on writing the book. Why did you decide to write a book? Well, everybody thinks they can write a book. If not a children's book, everyone's like, I could write a book, right? So it doesn't elicit any emotional response because the person's going to actually start to share when they almost quit, why they almost quit, which is going to make for an amazing conversation, right? And when you expose yourself in an emotional way, your guest feels more comfortable and they will elicit an emotional response, which makes for the bomb podcast interviews because everybody's interviewing everybody. Everyone's doing the circuit, right? And they all get asked the same questions. So if you come out firing with different, deeper questions, you're going to have these amazing conversations where the guest feels good, the audience feels good, 
you feel good and you're going to grow your show. So that's sort of where I started. And then I've just been curating questions all the time now. That's all I do. I'm always thinking about what's the next kind of question I could ask that's going to make for a great podcast interview or push the boundaries or elicit an emotional response. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I can't imagine being like in an Apple store and you're helping me and then you start asking those questions. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, people, they loved it. It was, you know, people call me the question guy. They started, there's the question guy working today and like people would tell other people that they came to the Apple store and they talked to this guy and people would make fun of me. They're like, oh, the question guy. And, but you know, it definitely taught me a huge lesson. And as a podcaster now, I can interview anybody without the cards, with the cards. I can interview the Amazon delivery guy. I can talk to anybody and I can figure out a way where they're going to share something with me that they're not sharing anything that anywhere else. And mm -hmm. That's the skill that interviewers need to have. If you look at like the Joe Rogans or the Dak Shepherds, like the reason that they have such great podcasts is because they're authentic, they're transparent, they share their own vulnerabilities, and they get their guests to somehow also share those vulnerabilities, which is what makes those podcasts so popular because everybody else is just asking, I'd say top of the iceberg questions, which is we're, we're, we don't all have a broadcast background, so we have to learn, but that's one of the reasons I created Poddex was to expedite someone's journey from, okay, I'm going to interview people to really making a dent and really starting to grow an audience and really starting to become comfortable and blossoming as an interviewer. Speaking of which, I've picked out 20 questions from the All five right. decks. <laughs> so I thought All we right. would do like a, a rapid fire type I of love 20, it. 20 questions thing. I love it. <laughs> All right. So the first one is, so I'm going to start with the would you rather deck. Okay. And then I'm going to switch to the what the heck deck. And then I have some of the, the interview decks. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay. So the first question is, would you rather never be able to use search engines again or never use a smart fab, smart, smart fab, <laughs> smartphone app again? Hmm. Let's see. I'm pretty reliant on search engines but I could never use any app again. That would be very difficult. Can I use an app that's a search engine? Hmm. <laughs> Can I bend the rules? <laughs> that's a trick question. I guess you could. Okay, I'm going to say, then I'm going to go with the, the, the phone apps. I'm going to stick with those. Yeah, because I'm just too addicted to my phone. I don't think I could only live with Google search results or DuckDuckGo search results. Mm, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's probably have you ever would... Have you ever searched for something on Google and then it, the link shows up purple and you realize I've already searched for the answer to this question because you've already clicked that link and it shows it to you that way. Oh, I, I mean, it's been a while, but I think that has happened before. There's actually something called, they did a, they did a study and I'm not trying to break up your rapid fire questions here. <laughs> no, it's fine. But there's actually a study done on what's called data offloading, where they gave somebody a document in a folder on a computer. And then they said, read this document and then take this test. And the test was about the document. And 80% of the people couldn't finish or didn't pass the test of what the actual document was but they could tell you exactly which folder that the document was in, hmm. which means that your brain goes like, okay, I don't need to remember the document because I know where to find it later. Hmm. And, and your brain goes, just offload that data, offload that data. And that's what we do with our phones. It's like, every time I find a link that I've already clicked on, my brain is just telling me not to remember this because <laughs> I know where to find it, right? So hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That's a good point too. Oh, you learn something new every day. Yeah, from a would you rather card, right? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay, would you rather be able to record your thoughts or your dreams while you sleep? Oh, 100% dreams. Mm -hmm. I've got enough of my thoughts online already. I don't need to record those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but dreams, they're tough because you wake up and you're like, I'll tell my wife I had this dream. And I start to tell her what the dream was. And as I'm telling it, I'm realizing how stupid it sounds. Mm. But in my dream, it was like real and there was all kinds of crazy things happening. And there's no real good way to express to somebody like what your dream was. Like if we could record our dreams and share those on Instagram, then, then you'd get some, then you get some followers or some people unsubscribing. Yeah. I had an interesting dream last night, but it's almost like it's hard to explain. So it'd be better if you could record them. And some of the dreams are almost like they could be a movie. But it was about like, oh, I'm trying to remember exactly because it's like you you start to forget bits and pieces of it as the day goes on. Sure. But we were in this building, a bunch of people, and then there was like some kind of alert, like 
we need to escape because somebody's after us or something. And so we all go to try to escape. And then somehow we're, we go into this room that like gasses us to where we follow whatever. It doesn't knock us out, but it's like to where we follow instructions, no matter how we feel about it. And then we're just like marching into this. and, And then we're going through this like conveyor belt thing and like, some people are over going over here and other people over there. And then like, they're turning you into, it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, when you're explaining it, like it doesn't do it justice at mm-hmm. all. Right. Because mm-hmm. like you're, you were in it. Right. Yeah. yeah it was scary. Um, yeah, most actually. of my dreams start off like, okay, I was in my house, but it wasn't my house. It was like right. a different house. Right. Like that's, that's how they all start almost. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, next question. Would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos for life? Tacos. Mm. I, I I like sushi a lot, but tacos, like if I, I always joked, if I ever had to move out of the country, I would move to Canada and start a Mexican restaurant just because like I love Mexican food. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I want to live in Mexico. So <laughs> yeah, that's actually my favorite type of food is Mexican food. So yeah. It's just like, it's all the same thing, just in different formats. But sushi is just like, you kind of get what you get. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite taco place? I do. So there's a place in Chicago called Bien Trucha. And it's a little restaurant that was, it was an old laundromat that they turned into a taco place. Just And there's like five tables in there. And you used to have to wait in line to get in there. And it's just, uh, their their signature taco is the Bien Trucha, which is steak chihuahua cheese and like some mystical green sauce that just it's just unbelievably good like and it's funny because they're like 12 dollar tacos right like there's 12 dollars for three of them and I, I always joke like remember when tacos were just like you know you get a taco for a quarter you know and now <laughs> i'm spending 12 dollars on three tacos but it's totally worth it how about you Okay, so there's a few places. Some of them are probably chains and some aren't. But okay, so like a chain one that I like is... Torchies? Yes, that's what I was going to say, Torchies. Yeah, somebody... I was supposed to go to Houston in March of this year for an art show because I do some screen printing and stuff. And I was going to be in this art show. And a friend of mine's from Houston. He goes, listen, dude, go to Torchies. This is exactly what you order. Like mm-hmm. order this, and I was so excited about it. I was more excited about the tacos, I think, than the actual art show. Needless to say, I did not go to Houston in March. But mm, yeah, so you've maybe. never had you've never had torches in. They're like in Dallas, where I am, and I think it started in Austin. So I don't know. They're probably all over Texas. But yeah, I always get the the Republican and the Democrat. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. Like, they're actually both the best ones, but in my opinion, they have the most stuff on them. And anyway, nice. but. And then there was a local place called Taco Joint that I really liked, but I think they closed. And then as far as like a fast food, like drive through type, I like Taco Casa. I've not had that either. Yeah, I think it's only in certain states. Anyway. I how, just, about, how about a Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell? <laughs> or a Burrito Supreme and a Chicken Chalupa Supreme. There you go. <laughs> Once a year, I go to Taco Bell and I get one of everything on the menu and I regret it for the next oh, wow. week. But <laughs> it's in the moment, it's like the best, like a good Crunchwrap Supreme, the best. Mm. I used to feel like Taco Bell was better than Taco Bueno, but I think I'm leaning towards Taco Bueno now. Yeah. Don't they, research they better- too much. Yeah. Yeah, they have better sauces. Sauces, yeah. Uh, Don't research too much about what Taco Bell does with their meat, right? It's like, I don't even think it's like, I think it's grade D meat. It's like not even like, it's like mostly like filler. Oh, wow. And Taco Bell doesn't do that, I guess? No, Taco Bell does. That's what they do. Oh, they both do. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they both do. All I know is don't look up Taco Bell's grade D meat or you won't eat it. That's why I only go once a year. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's Taco Cabana. They're pretty good. But (laughs) All right. This is like the taco episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, would you rather have your most embarrassing photos posted on Facebook or accidentally fall in public and the video go viral? Hmm, I think I'm going to go viral because the viral thing would only last so long before somebody else did something stupid and they, there was a new viral video. Mm. Also, I think I'd really like to be a meme one day, just like <laughs> the meme that people use, you know, but like my embarrassing photos on Facebook are kind of there forever and it's all your friends and family. So it's like, I'm going to go viral. Just why not? Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Like that one of um, Scarlett Johansson where she's falling. Yes. And then they take that 
photo and like put it on different things where she's Everything. like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Would you rather appear as a guest on your favorite TV show or have lifetime backstage passes for any concert you attend? I'm going to go TV show because as a musician, I've been backstage at some amazing concerts and true story. Nothing really awesome happens backstage. Like it's really just dudes waiting around to play music. And when they're done, they're tired and they're sweaty and they don't really want to talk to you. So you're really just sort of in the way, you know, like they don't, I mean, I'm sure there's some cool things that happen backstage that didn't happen to me, but I think the TV show thing would be awesome. Like what, what TV show would you do? Mm, that's now that's the good follow-up question right there <laughs> right now at this moment in time probably the office just i, I mean it's mm -hmm. my all-time favorite comedy there's another show called 30 rock that i really love that i i wouldn't mind being a little episode but then you know law and order would be fun to just be like the murderer in a law and order episode you know like the villain uh-huh yeah i love the office that's one of my favorites too it's the greatest <laughs> Okay, now on to the what the heck deck. Oh, that rhymed. What the heck deck. That's right. <laughs> have you ever been arrested? If so, for what? I have been arrested. And I was I was 18 years old, and I got in a fight with a guy from high school. And he, we, for some reason, we saw each other in our cars, and we stopped to argue because we're dumb 18-year-olds. And... I had a baseball bat in my car and I took it out and like shook it at him to like scare him because I'm not a fighter. I'm not like a fighting guy. I wasn't then. I'm not now. And then he pulled out a giant pipe out of his car, like a big pipe. And I got back into my car. And before I did, he grabbed my door and opened it. And my arm was like out and he whacked my arm mm. with the pipe and he punched me in the face. So my I'm bleeding and my arm started to swell up like, I mean huge i was like i definitely broke my arm so i went home mm. and i was so worried that i broke my arm that i called the police and i said i need an ambulance i think it broke my arm so the cops came and i'm bleeding and they're like who did this to you i'm like and i made up a story because i'm not a snitch i just made up a story like oh i ran into this guy and he yelled at me and he hit me and then they brought me down to the police station i had to like tell them stuff and i just made it all up because i was like i didn't want to snitch on this dude because that's just not how i roll well, I didn't know as an 18-year-old, you could get arrested for filing a false police report, right? I was just trying not to, to snitch, but what I was actually doing was illegal. So I got arrested and I got 40 hours of community service at an old folks home, which is which actually very beneficial for me because I got to see people at the end of their life and mm. help people, but not my finest uh, moment as a young man in life, but I didn't snitch and they still <laughs> figured out who did it. So- Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. That reminds me, it's a very similar story to when I was younger, my brother, my brother's like 10 or 11 years older than me. So I was like a little kid and he was of driving age. And one day he comes home in a panic. He's like, uh, this was back when we were both living with my parents. And he's like, get the garage door up, roll the, my dad had like carpet in the garage because that's where he'd work out his exercise okay. equipment and he'd park the cars in the driveway. So my brother was like, roll up the carpet. We need to get my car in the garage. And we're like, what is going on? And you can hear like another car, their tires squealing. And he's like, someone, I guess he was at like a stoplight or something. And he upset the other driver somehow. And he doesn't even know what he did. Yeah. Or yeah. Road whatever. rage. Sure. Yeah, and the guy like came out of his car with a bat mm. and like he had like a little son, like a little boy scout with him. And they were both like anyway, and so then he was following him through the neighborhood. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do anything in the car. Don't flip anybody off. You know, as good as it feels like flip somebody the bird. <laughs> you just gotta like because people are crazy. They're packing guns, they'll chase mm -hmm. you down. It's crazy. You just gotta just move on. That's the best right. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I used to like be more road ragey or something, or like not really think things through, you know, like sure. whatever. But <laughs> and now I see now I'm admitting all kinds of weird stuff on here. <laughs> I like the, it. The deck is opening me up. But yeah, like now I don't. Especially I mean, in Texas. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's been a couple of times where someone's tried to run me off the road. And this was like 10 years ago. But now I don't even do anything. Like yeah. I, if someone's trying to get in, I'll let them in, yeah. you know, whatever. Like I'm not even going to do anything that could remotely upset them because they might shoot me. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very true. It's mm -hmm. a scary world. 
<sighs> okay. Uh, next one. Have you ever had a weird Uber experience? I would I would be willing to say that every single Uber experience I've ever had has been weird just because you get in the car and there's sort of a fine line where you try to be nice to the person and say hello and how's your day going. But I tend to somehow attract the guy who wants to like tell me his whole life story. And I just want to kind of sit there and mess with my phone, you know, or like whatever. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. It's just like a weird thing where you don't want to be rude. Like that Seinfeld episode where Elaine pretends she's deaf, you know, <laughs> But like at the same time, I'm really not looking to make friends with Uber drivers. So mm -hmm. it's, I just feel like it's always awkward. You know, mm -hmm. um, the best is when they're just like, maybe on their own phone talking to somebody, you know, and it's just like, I could just like, you know, zone out and get to where I'm going. If you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to drive for Uber and Lyft for a brief period. Oh, uh, you must have some good stories then. Well, and looking back, I'm like, hmm, was that the wisest decision for a female? I mean, I know females do it, but then you hear all these stories, which so it was when I started hearing these stories, I stopped doing it. But like that, the Uber killer or whatever, yeah. that guy in Kalamazoo a few years ago. I'm trying to think. I haven't really had any weird experiences as a passenger. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. As a driver, I probably have. I mean, nothing weird enough to where I remember it. Yeah. So. Did I you have the it, camera, the dash cam? No, and I should have. Yeah. I mean, was... for, fortunately, it was never an issue. But I think if I were to ever do something like that again, I would definitely have that camera. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure that there's guys out there that have just insane stories of mm -hmm. people leaving their phones or puking or, you know, all the stuff. I mean, it's pretty much for drunk people at the most part, right? So that, that's, yeah. that, that just opens you up to all the drunk people stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. When you were a kid, did you have any posters on your wall? If so, what? Yes. I had rock and roll posters all over my room, mainly the band ACDC. Mm. So they made me want to play guitar and I bought a guitar and I thought I could watch MTV and just watch their fingers and figure it out. And that's not true, but <laughs> I've always been drawn to rock and roll. And so my entire walls have always been covered in posters. And now I've now I do uh, screen printing and art and stuff. So I'm into, uh, I'm trying to cover my entire house in art. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a battle between my wife wanting the better homes and gardens house and me wanting the rock and roll house, but we're working on it. I grew up like, let's see, I was in junior high, I guess around, you know, 97, 98 when like NSYNC and all that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I had like NSYNC and all. Who was your favorite? Justin, of course. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. And then I was into Hanson. Oh, great band. <laughs> well, yeah, they're still doing stuff. but uh, They are. They're still very popular as well. Yeah. So I had, and so my favorite of them was Taylor, the middle one. Uh, and the then I had, okay. yeah. And then I had Spice Girls and Sporty Spice was my favorite. But yeah, I never got into Backstreet Boys though. So interesting. It was sort of yeah. like a Beatles Rolling Stones thing where like, yeah, just like, nah, I don't, I don't mess with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. What is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? Mm, wow. Probably a, I forget what they call it. Taxidermy, like mm -hmm. a taxidermy animal, just like perched up. I've never seen any, like, you know, I don't think I've been in a lot of other people's houses, but I think the the taxidermy sticks out the most. If I if I sat here and racked my brain, I could probably come up with something else. But that's probably the weirdest to me. Just like I get the whole hunting thing, but I just don't know if I want to have like a a beaver, you know, sitting on my shelf staring back at me like I killed that thing, you know, and you just look at it all the time. <laughs> Did you ever see that Facebook thing going around like several years ago, probably five years ago at least, where this kid, probably teenager, 20s, died and... The funeral in their house and he was like sitting up or whatever yes. and people were like sitting on his lap and taking pictures with him oh that is mm. well do yeah. you have a do you have like a i don't want to say a death wish but like a wish for when you die what happens to you mm. well i hope i'm really old and it happens in my sleep <laughs> no but like after like do you want to be buried or cremated oh or? okay yeah buried okay all right well i i found a company that will cremate you and shoot your ashes into space uh -huh. and then you your family gets an app and they can track you out in outer space so that's what i'm doing oh that sounds really interesting yeah it's I not expensive 
I wonder if you could be like part cremated and part like you're mainly buried, but then maybe they cut off your foot or something. That's <laughs> you're like your legs and cremate your legs, and then I'm you sure have to do whatever you want. the The beauty <laughs> of this is all that like we'll never know. Like <laughs> just like I always tell my wife, you're going to shoot me in space, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never know. She could just mm-hmm. put me in a cardboard box or taxidermy me, and I'll have no idea. But <laughs> at least I think I'm going to space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Let's see. What would be the absolute worst name you could give your child? Mm, probably like Karen. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Yeah. Or like, I always wonder, like, this is my new baby. His name's Bill. And you're like, who names the baby Bill? You know, or like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like a baby needs like sort of a baby name. And anytime it's like, his name is Herman. It's like, okay, wow. Like, weird unless it's a family name like mm-hmm. i have a friend whose name's rick but his name's frederick and it's like he's frederick like the eighth or something i'm like mm-hmm. okay that makes sense to me but like you know this is my baby uh, steve you know it's just i don't know better um, than being henry the eighth i guess <laughs> true i heard someone had twins during this whole covid thing and named them corona and covid Ugh. <laughs> so they're that's gonna like hate- uh that's like take your kids away material right there. Like, stop, you know, Old CPS. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's see. What would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? Oh, I could think of a bunch. Let's see. Something where like, I know you sleep on your side or like, <laughs> what else? Like they're watching you, you know, like something like that. Just like, mm-hmm. what? what did that guy just say? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Something yeah. Really, really creepy. Okay, let's see. Now I'm in the interview deck. What's the most awkward thing that happens to you on a regular basis? I tend to drop everything that I put in my hands. Like I literally am just the clumsiest person alive. So all day long, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I always drop. I spill water. I drop my coffee cup. I just, for some reason, as a 40-year-old man, have not figured out how to hold on to something while I'm holding on to something. I saw a meme that was like, I respect babies because when they're done with something, they just throw it on the ground. I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty much me. How about you? What happens to you on a regular basis? Huh. Hmm. See, she's thinking. She's going deep. Yeah. That's the power of a question. When you ask somebody a question, they can't think of anything else. Like, she can't think of anything else until she figures out what's what happens to her on a regular basis. We'll come back to it. I mean, the only thing I can think of right now is like falling asleep during to tv but i mean everybody does that so yeah i'll think about it all right (laughs) (laughs) let's see what is something you hate but wished you loved Mm, spreadsheets excel spreadsheets oh i think i heard you say that on a recent yeah i just as a business owner i'm required to look at analytics and and things like that i'm a dreamer i'm a guy who likes to make something and make it come to life looking at numbers Making spreadsheets, pivot tables, just that green bar across the top of my screen. Ugh, I wish I, I like there's people that are just like, I love analytics. And I'm like, oh, I wish I love that, but I just don't. Mm. Yeah, me, I would say probably working out. I wish that I loved it. But although it's like after you do it, yeah. you like it, but it's just the mental process of even getting yep. to the gym or I think that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What's the funniest, most disappointing, or weirdest text you've received? Mm, let's see. Funniest, weirdest. I don't know. I got some weird friends, so I get some weird texts. Wow, funniest. See, I'm stumped by my own question. Probably the like somebody who accidentally texted me. You know, like, mm. did you put the baby to sleep? And it's like, it's not a, it's like not a person that I know. And then I just say like wait, I'm supposed to have the baby, you know, like, and you just engage with them in a way where they're like, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, and then that's probably the the funnest experience I've ever had. Everything else is probably like memes and like jokes and things that, you know, are kind of hard to explain unless you're like, you know how you have those like things you say to your friends that are just like inside jokes that nobody really cares about. Yeah. One that I can think of was I got this like group text and I didn't know who these people were. And it said, will there be AC there? And I, I guess they meant air conditioning. Yeah. So I decided to kind of play along with it. And I started talking about like AC Slater. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, AC Slater. Yeah. And then people are like, what are you talking about? Probably different. Like maybe they were younger. Yeah. Old, uh, older. Who knows? And, and so then I sent like a, an image. Yeah. 
of AC Slater. Slater dancing or something, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's and fun. I don't think any of them found it that humorous, but Yeah. Well, hey, you went for it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> What's one bad habit you're trying to get rid of? Mm, swearing. I have little kids and I have heard them say things, unspeakable things that they learned from me and I quickly realized. I actually I hung out with I went to a TEDx talk once. And I went with this guy who I knew not very well. We went together and we hung out all day. It was a great day, a fun day. And as we're driving back from the TEDx talk, we were kind of reviewing it and talking about it. And I said, you know, what did you learn about yourself today? And he kind of told me, and I'm like, what'd you learn about me? And he goes, you swear a lot. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. I'm sort of out there. And, but I'm realizing that it's much better if you're, if you're not, you know, dropping F-bombs all the time. So I'm working <laughs> on that. How about you? Yeah. Let's see. What was the question again? What's one bad habit? Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of have that habit too. I don't do it on my podcast, but. <laughs> okay. Sometimes. I'm like, glad I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. If you could ask one person one question and they had to answer it truthfully, who and what would you ask? I'd probably ask Jeff Bezos, how much money is enough for you? Hmm. Just because oh, wow. like, obviously I love Amazon, mm-hmm. but at some point, like, I mean, how many billions of dollars do you need before you're like, I'm giving that like, obviously we all know, and he has to know that there's tons of people everywhere that like don't have basic health care or, you know, I'm not saying like rich people should give all their money away, but like somebody who's the richest man in the world is like, could you live on 50 billion for the rest of your life and maybe give away 250 billion, you know, like, uh-huh. so that would be my question. Oh, that's interesting. So does he give any of his money away? Oh, I'm sure he does. But oh, okay. I mean, like if I had $300 billion, I think that I could stuck, stick $2 billion in the bank and do whatever I wanted and then do some really awesome stuff with $298 billion. Like there's just yeah. too many people in the world that, you know, don't have food or jobs and stuff like that. And we're supposed to take care of other people, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Let's see. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? I keep Spotify. Because I love music. I would keep Instagram because I love Instagram. And I'm just going to go ahead and say like text messages and phones are, are, not, are like just part of the phone already. The Poddex app. Ah. Easy. Shameless. <laughs> yeah. Insert shameless plug right here. We'll go into that after I sure. finish these three last questions. Okay. What is something you like that most people don't? Although that's kind of similar to that other question, I guess. Yeah. I like hot yoga. So Bikram yoga. Because it's like, it's really hard. Like yoga is just hard for me anyway, because I have poor posture and I'm getting old and tight. But there's something about it when you're in there and you're suffering. And you go through this like kind of suffering and then you get out and you're like, oh, I feel so good. And I, I feel recharged and I'm sweating. And I've talked to a lot of people about it. Like it's something that I think everyone should try once. Like I like the sauna too. I love the sauna because I just like being uncomfortable for a little while because I just think it pushes me outside of my mental boundaries. But I don't think a lot of people even like yoga, let alone being like in a hot, stinky room that smells like a foot, you know, stretching. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good point. How about you? Let's see. Something that I like that most people don't. I can't think of anything that most people don't. More like stuff that a lot of people don't, but I wouldn't say the majority. Maybe like certain food places like Taco Casa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or I like to read a lot. Sometimes I read a book a day or at least every week. And a lot of people don't like that. So That's amazing. Good for you. (laughs) Okay, let's see. What is something that people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Well, politics, I guess, like, I try not to look at the news anymore. I try not to look at, it's just all, like, people get just sucked in to it, where, like, if you really break it down on an average news week, like, the amount of actual information you're getting out of it is so minimal compared to the just sensationalism and, you know, it's meant to sell advertising. So if you're like, did you hear what Trump said? It's like, he said it, so he would be on the news. I'm not super into that. I guess the other thing would be, like, vaping i see a lot of people with the big thing and they're i'm just like you look crazy to me just smoke a cigarette come on (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, i'm trying to think for me i guess just certain like maybe certain bands or certain tv shows that people get into like game of thrones and this is the beauty of the world here right like the beauty of the world is that we all don't like the same thing and then the last one is what will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by 
I mean, 2020 is the year, right? We will all say, I think we'll look back and be like, we lived through a global pandemic, you know, a civil rights movement, the worst election year and probably whatever, how many years, I don't know, murder hornets, like every, just put it all under the bucket and say, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't, I'm not a person who's like, let's fast forward to 2021 because this is all good work that we're doing. I think we've gotten to a point where the pandemic hit, it put everybody alone. We got stir crazy and angry. And then finally, things that we need to be angry about. All these things that are actually really important that need to do something, you know, are starting to happen more. And it's good, but it's hard. It's just like the, you know, you have to break through something to get to the good part, which is growth, right? So we're in this like really tense phase. And I I don't even really think that like the PTSD of all this, like I'm not trying to take away from like military people like PTSD, but like I do think that there's going to be a pretty big effect on human beings that we haven't even like realized yet due to what's going on and, and being like pummeled with you know, being afraid. Like I was in the grocery store the other day and I had a mask on, I'm walking down the aisle and then I see this lady coming the other way and she literally like got against the wall. And I was like, I'm not like radioactive. Like I wasn't even anywhere near her, but she was afraid of me. And as human beings, we need community. We need each other. We need hugs. Like think about all the single people in apartments that like haven't had a hug in six months. Like that's not good. And I think that that's going to take an effect on us in a way where we're like, just okay with virtual now and lonelier and suicides up and all that stuff. So easily without a doubt, 2020 like is sort of embarrassing because we're all smart people, right? For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they'll just skip 2020 in the history books. Like, no well, I hope not because yeah, there's tell people. Yes. There's, there's definitely things that we need to learn from this. So yeah, I've noticed that people are more, like when I'm out in public, like you said, that people tr- are, are avoiding each other more and like almost like they don't even want to make eye contact, actually. Like yeah. they think that looking at you, they'll catch something. Coronavirus is a virus, right? It doesn't eat your brain and turn you into a zombie. The fear the media has pounded into us makes us more on high alert. And I don't know. I'm a big fan of like, if you're sick, stay home. Like mm. before this, you know, I see too many people like at the gym, like sneezing and stuff. It's like just don't so maybe people will learn how to actually like have a little bit of self-respect and hygiene through this i don't know you know i wish i had a crystal ball right (laughs) (laughs) well i've appreciated your time so much today i had a blast i I wanted to the one last thing i wanted to talk to you about was the poddex app yes um so you said that's september 30th when that comes out correct yeah I watched a video of you talking about the different features and like there will be questions on there, but there's going to be other stuff too. Yeah. So when I initially came up with the idea, we built an entire app that was just questions. And then I thought, you know, we're in a really great position here to help people in more than just good interviews or better questions. So we added, which delayed the app quite a bit. It was supposed to come out this summer, but I added all this extra content to it. So we have free mini courses. So like vocal warmups, how to do social media for podcasters, legal tips, like all kinds of different world renowned experts doing these mini courses. You can watch right on your phone and apply the information right away. I'm sharing my private stash of royalty free music with all the members. We have member discounts. So if you're a member, you're going to get discounts on my favorite products and tools for podcasters. We've got a whole toolbox of all all the tools that you need. If you're looking for a microphone or a host or new tools, they're all there for you to access. We have giveaways every month. So on the first month, we're giving away a Rodecaster Pro. So if you're a member, you're going to be put into this contest. We just jam-packed it with as many things that we could do. We have a community. We have a sponsorship program. So as much stuff as we could put into it to elevate podcasters, more than just the questions. We do have a ton of decks. So we're launching with 12 decks, over 2,500 questions on the app. And we also have, we're partnering with podcasters where they're curating decks. So we have like a superheroes deck curated by Sketchprov Comedy. And we have a musician decks that was curated by Live from the Rock room, a, a YouTube show. And so we're starting to incorporate other people into the deck as well. It's not just pod deck originals. And then additionally, you can make your own custom deck. So as you're going through the cards and you're like, oh, I really like this question. You can add it to your own custom deck and you can build your own deck. So like if, if you don't want to be sifting through different decks, you can make your own. And then finally, anybody who has purchased uh, physical pod decks, 
you can go in and unlock them digitally. So if you've purchased pod decks from us, they're going to be on the app for you for free. So you can go in and you can take them wherever you want. There's nothing wrong with having all these, but like putting all these in your pocket, you know, to go to, <laughs> it's, it's not as easy as slipping your phone. So we wanted to just like jam peg it. We've got a whole pipeline of things that are coming in the future, but we want to get this out now. We'll be rolling out things like the Apple Watch. So you'll be able to open a deck and then instead of having to hold your phone on your podcast, you can just flip your wrist and a new question will appear. So you always have questions at your disposal. There'll be things like iPad, different languages. We're working on some connecting people through interviews. Just, it's going to be amazing. So I'm so excited to get it out. It comes out on International Podcast Day, which is September 30th. And the best part is, is there's a free trial. So you get seven days free with the entire app. So you can check it out and make sure it's something that you really would want or use. And it unlocks the entire app. So you can try it out completely for free. And then I also, you know, of course, I'm still going to be doing physical decks. If someone would like to try pod decks, if they're like, what is a pod deck? Would this work for me? I, I invite you go to free.poddecks.com and you could get your very own episode deck, which has 50 unique podcast starting prompts on it. So if your guest cancels, if you're not feeling inspired, if you're just like, what do I podcast about? I put 50 ideas into the palm of your hand. So that's like a whole year of podcasts. If you just podcast once a week. And you can get it totally for free. All I ask is that you pay for shipping. I'll give you the product. You pay for the shipping and we'll send it right out to you. So go to free.poddex.com and you can grab yours right now. That's awesome. And then I'll also be running a October giveaway for the five pack of the awesome. physical decks. Yeah. And, that, and that'll be at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash giveaway. And cool. you can win all five of those. And a then a whole set of pod decks. Yeah, a whole set. I have a podcast called Podcast Therapy where I basically have a virtual podcast couch where you can come tell me your problems and I will try to help you fix them. So my goal in life is to help podcasters find their voice, grow their audience and start their own podcast revolution. So you can find me on all the platforms that you'd find anybody else. And I'm trying to give as much value to podcasters as possible. Well, thank you so much for your time. And was there anything else that you wanted to go over that we hadn't yet? I, I think we've no, covered think a lot of ground. I had a great time and I learned a lot about you, which was important to me. And I think that the decks really facilitated that. And I think we should get you on my show and, you know, we should do another show sometimes because I had a blast. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Very cool. Did you go to any of the conventions like PodFest or? So I was going to go to Podcast Movement. It's a, It was in Dallas yep. where I live. That's convenient. Uh, <laughs> but obviously that got canceled. Yeah. And then if PodFest ends up happening... March or May or whatever of 2021. I plan to go to that if it happens. Cool. Well, then we will meet in real life ah, awesome. and hang yeah. out and, and not do this virtual high five stuff. We'll <laughs> hang out and uh, it'll be a lot of fun because it will eventually open back up, right? We will eventually go to these things. So I, I'm excited to meet you in person. Me too. I'm excited to meet you as well. Awesome. <laughs> You're a lot of fun. All right. Well, you have a good day. You too. Thanks so much, Sarah. If you enjoyed and found value from this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe, and share at ratethispodcast.com forward slash frugalpreneur. Until next time. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, Share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.